Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson, with you as always, Taylor Wells. Episode 92, coming at your ear holes. We got a great kind of winter break, Christmas break episode for y'all today. Is that when you were born? Were you 92? I was born in 93. 93. Young buck, dude. Yeah, a little bit. Not not 30 just yet. You still, I mean, you still grew up playing Pokemon and stuff like everybody else, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're cool. Absolutely, definitely. Yeah, had, I had the OG card set. I will never forgive my father. He listens to this show. I will never forgive him for giving my Pokemon cards away. He does. He listens to the show. Um... I will never forgive him for giving my Pokemon cards away to my nephews who uh, proceeded to destroy them. I'm sure. They were all they were all first gen holographics. Which one tasted the best? Did you ever ask? Mm, probably probably the holographic Charizard. Mm. That's uh, that uh, recently a uh, boxer bought for you know a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. That, that, one of the one of the Paul brothers bought uh, <laughs> a char a holographic Charizard and wore it around his neck. And I was like, "Oh, that's really cool!" Because I, I had, I had that original card. That's super cool. I love that. Yeah, that. I mean, uh, what a what a baller move, though, is getting a freaking Charizard holographic necklace. That's pretty. Slick. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. You're definitely showing off your wealth when you you're wrapping a Pokemon card around your your neck. Damn, that's what I'm get. That's what I'm asking for for Christmas next year. That's what I want. A holographic Pokemon card. Uh... Uh, necklace? Yeah, unless I have like four more pairs of boxers absolutely blow out the backside, then I need new <laughs> boxers again. You know, then uh, then then I won't. But uh, probably, but it's it's definitely a man thing to wear those until they are comp- quite literally useless. Oh man, I I you know it it I had some that just had some ridiculously whole like assless chap status, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and uh, finally just yeah, ass, tossed you know away. assless chaps are redundant. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> the 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 unknown biker from Seattle makes another appearance on the show. <laughs> uh, I know way too many people who have ashless chaps too. Like it, it. There's a good chance that it could it could make a comeback. It's, it's there's a chance that you know the guy. Oh yeah, very, very much so. Very um, much so. Mm-hmm. He was riding. He was riding his bike. Uh, one of those lime bikes in downtown San, uh, Seattle. Uh I mean, the other day, that's literally... I mean, e- even those weren't safe on the ice day. No. Fuck no. Fuck no. Um, actually, uh, fuck. Oh, I'm going to... You know what? I'm going to post that right fucking now. Um, girlfriend and I were out uh, in front of the, the place, and it was so cold and so icy. The, the I mean, the entire parking lot was just a sheet of ice. I'm going to mm. post that right fucking now. That sounds sketchy. That's how you break... That's how you fuck up an elbow, though, dude. Unless you oh, unless you got the absolutely. unless you got the pads on, you know you throw the pads on out there and then you're safe. But yeah, that's why I, like I don't even I, I played men's league with no shoulder pads and a freaking elbow pads. That's all I do. Because like nobody nobody's gonna hit me. I'm way too fast, you know. Um, but I will fall on my own ass because I suck. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Well, that happens. Yeah. So that's a, the the elbow has definitely come out, but the shoulders get left behind. I remember just destroying my elbow in the last Puckapalooza. That's what I'm saying. My own, my hubris, man. I was I'm fucking. I'm playing in the lower leagues, man. I'm not gonna fall. Hey, you'll be good. I'm gonna be. I'm Smack. gonna be fine. I don't need shoulder pads or elbow pads or anything. First fucking warm up lap. Some some guy who uses his stick to hold himself up. Fucking 
just dives right in front of me. Did you say in the warm-up lap? Yeah, the so, warm-up lap. So you, you made it past. You, you remembered to remove your skate guards. You mm-hmm. got out there. You're just remembering how to skate for a second because, you know, that first lap is just remembering how to wear knives on your feet. And then some bender just absolutely biffs it in front of you and breaks your yeah. elbow. Okay, yep, that's, that's that's exactly what I happened. I landed right on my elbow, and uh, it was not the same for the rest of the fucking weekend. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it had a little fucking chip on it. Oh, it was bad. Yeah. It was real bad. It's oh, still, I do remember that, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, we, I think we talked about it before. Yeah, yeah it was it was not great. It felt, it felt pretty terrible. Um, but yeah, oh, fuck. Uh, speaking of which, uh, this episode is brought to you by John Miller. Old Johnny Boy uh, is once again supporting the show and doing his best to keep us well uh, un, un and un unburned in general right unburned yeah uh he's gonna make sure that you've got clean underwear so actually that's that's <laughs> it was it said it was from santa but there's definitely a good chance it was from john miller <laughs> it's just a pack of undies in my freaking sock and my socks are starting to run out so bad that, you know, like just going to pull out some freaking... You know, firefighters have been known to drive Santa around. Oh, well, so we had... So our fire department... This is way off topic. Our fire department around here, actually... Um, yeah, they had like two or three of the big engines drive by. Santa Santa was on one, and he kind of... He had like the hose, and he was kind of like... Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> he's, he's swinging it above his head, you know, fucking roping and rallying. Uh, hitting everybody with a fucking fire hose. Yeah, but we're we're hearing these like fucking sirens and and horns and shit. We're like, what the hell's going on? And sure as shit, Santa's you know Santa's doing crowd expression. Yeah, just fucking, just crowdsourcing and um, you know making sure people believe so that his sleigh can fly. That that makes a lot of sense. I think there was a lot of I think there was a lot of that too during. Uh, during not too long ago, there was some crowd suppression down in Seattle. So yeah, well, Santa was at the front lines of it. Santa was. <laughs> yeah, that's all. You know what? Knowing you know what? Knowing Seattle, there was probably a guy out there in a fucking Santa costume. Honestly, and yeah, that that's honestly that's what it was. Is Santa was reminding everyone not to go and protest um, with you know throwing his freaking giant hose around. He's probably got a fucking hose on him, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, fuck, Jesus Christ. Yeah, this um, th- this this episode is fire chat with the boys. <laughs> fire si- fireside chat with the boys, sponsored by John Miller. <laughs> you know what we should have done for this is uh, gotten the, got the video going, but then you know set the cameras up on like you know we're both on a fuzzy rug, like different fuzzy rugs, right? Like yes. we don't want to be in the different uh, but... opposite of each other in front of a roaring fire. Correct. Yeah, with a yes. with a glass of whiskey with bullets in it. Hey, uh, so this episode is not sponsored by Bullet Whiskey. Uh, in fact, it's the only whiskey that I had uh, above my stove. But uh, so I am drinking Bullet Rye Whiskey, um, and I don't have ice cubes. I'm using these were a gift a long time ago. They're like um, they're whiskey stones or whatever. You you put them in the freezer, and uh, you can throw them in to cool your whiskey, but they won't actually like melt like ice. So, and these are in the shape of uh, bullets. I think they're probably like seven sixty or something. So, um, that's that's that rattling that you hear right now. That's pretty slick, dude. I've seen them with like the metal balls. Balls. Uh, they're, they're, I've seen dice. Dice oh, okay. are super are yeah. super cool. Yeah. 
Mm. No, that's that's a good move. I I did. I was kind of cleaning the the house because I have nothing else to do on my week off uh, besides record a podcast and clean my house. Uh, I'm fucking boring, but uh, yeah, found it. Found a bottle of whiskey up above my microwave too. So uh, yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. Probably till tomorrow afternoon, I would say. Most likely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. It's not long um, for this world. No, no, whiskey usually doesn't doesn't last too long. Uh, got to see our buddy Devin over Christmas, by the way. Oh, yeah, and the child, right? And the child, oh, man. the child. Yeah, she's she's a she's baby. You know, babies. Babies look all the same. Yeah, she's skating yet. I I'm I'm gonna pick her up some gear. She'll be, she'll be, De- Devin is very, you know, he's, he's being very, you know, like, uh, oh, we're going to let her decide on her life. And I'm like, you know what? That is a very responsible thing as a parent to do. Uh, as the child's godfather though, um, I am not, and she is going to be on the U S Olympic hockey team. <laughs> and, uh, I, <laughs> yeah, no, that's really, that's really nice for you guys, but, uh, she is going to play hockey if it's, any, yeah, if it's yeah, the last like thing you can, you can let her do whatever she wants. Uh, but if she wants uh, Uncle Chance and Godfather Chance to, uh, if she want, if she agrees with me, then I mean that's what she wants, right? Yeah, I mean if if you want Godfather Chance to send any spanking new diapies next Christmas, then she needs skates by the end of the summer. Uh, looking, we're looking at twenty twenty years from now. We're gonna see uh, a Lewis on the on the U.S. Women's Olympic team. Fucking, fucking count it. It's really not going to take her much practice to be better than her dad, though, so. No, no. Oh, God. Yeah. If, if she just learns to pass the puck, she's already better than him. Shit, man. <laughs> yeah. God, you know, he, he won't have her turn into a playmaker, though. He's definitely, like, just a, honestly, not even a goal scorer, either. Like, if, it, if he has it his <laughs> way, it's just, she's just going to have the sickest fucking dangles. Just gonna be, she's gonna be moving around, not no burying pucks or anything, and can't pass where the down. But her entire shift is her just carrying the puck, like dangling out. Even our own players, people are like, people on her team are coming up to her, like, you know, trying to take the puck from her because she's just holding on to it so long, and she's like, "No, I'm a fucking dangly." My, like, my daddy it's, it's said it's turned into nine on one. <laughs> she's just moving around everybody. It's just it's just keep away at this point. Get off the ice. <laughs> She dumped and chases. Yeah. Yeah. Go, she, retrie- she, goes, chases, retrieves. <laughs> love that. I fucking love that so oh, much. Man. Yep. Yep. So, Dev, there you go. Uh, you got something to look forward to there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we, but so kind of talking that, that video that I just posted on uh, Twitter, uh, we've had some wacky weather recently, so much so that it, it delayed some hockey games, some professional sure fucking hockey games. Yeah, sure did. Um, mostly affecting just Buffalo, right? I believe so. I don't know if anything. I'd have to go back and see if, like, what other games were. I just remember because uh, I have Tage Thompson and Tuck, and they were both just like, "Nah, it's an ice day today." Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ice day. Like ice that. day. It sounds. They're like in school. Yeah. It's um, it, ironically like for hockey players, an ice day is them like dry land training. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I was even seeing a tweet. Uh, who's Flurry's agent? That bald guy. He's the one who tweeted the sword and flurries back. Oh, uh, Pierre, I can't remember is it his Pierre? name. He's an agent for a lot of players. Is it Pierre Maguire? No, it's not fucking. 
probably. Pierre. What is he up to nowadays? I don't know. I did just see Panger on the freaking Blues broadcast tonight, though. It's always good to see Panger. Pierre Maguire He's... is an American-Canadian ice hockey player. Since when? <laughs> <laughs> when? When was that? Hmm. Okay. Pierre Maguire returns to Canadian TV with Sportsnet. Quote, hockey is my passion. Some obscure. It's like the Since Ocho. When? <laughs> Pierre, Pierre is calling games on the Ocho now. God, he was. I, I love how he got that like pseudo tryout to be a GM with with the Senators, and they were like literally terrible. You know, I'm pretty sure what they did with Pierre is like you know. So like, if you're trading stocks, they call them like paper stocks, where you can play with like fake money. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what they did with Pierre. So they just like stuck him in front of like NHL 22. And they just put him on GM mode to see like what I was teams to do. He thought that was the real thing. Yeah, he's, he, he he's just sitting in his living room playing NHL 22, and and he's like, yeah, I'm a GM. Has sees no problem with him. He's like, guys, I I just won us the the 2025 Stanley Cup. Good job, Pierre. I don't know why anyone won't take Brady Kachuk. Guy's trash. <laughs> Let me trade him for a couple water bottles and a sack of pucks and see what happens. I did. I did immediately trade for Sidney Crosby. Hope you guys are okay with that. Is that cool? You yeah, guys, you guys, good with that? Fine. I know, I know Crosby's like second cousin's dog, so I uh, played, traded. and I know where that dog played junior. That's right, <laughs> Kitchener. At least Kitchener, yeah, Ke- Kitchener or Regina. Oh, look at Yo. you! Look at you knowing two teams. That's about that's the extent of mine. It's fine. The Kitchener, Regina. The Kitchener, uh, Regina's. The fucking um, oh, I could just go through my WHL teams. I I know the WHL teams pretty well because I was a pretty hardcore Chiefs fan for a long time. Yeah, you were. You got the freaking uh, the the Noah Dobson jersey. I well, it's it's an Adam Dobson. Adam, yeah, Adam. Adam Dobson, I look. I, his list. Le, le, I don't know if there's any relation. His but his less successful brother or not brother. I don't know if there's any relation. <laughs> But whatever, yes, I do have a Noah Dobson or Noah uh, Dobson jersey. Yeah, it's just some fourth line grinder. He played for the Chiefs for like four years, four or five years. Like his entire WHL stint, he was with the Chiefs. I think his height was he hit the AHL with the Rockford Ice Hogs, and then he kind of puttered into uselessness. Wow, That's I was gonna say, I I think I wouldn't like usually here, especially in Spokane area, like any of the guys that played on the chiefs that have made it usually still keep, you know, some sort of like everybody holds kind of a torch for them. Mm. Like obviously Johnson being a local boy, you've got Yamamoto who's a local boy. Um, him and his brother used to kick the shit out of me and my fucking house team when we were younger. Um, <laughs> uh, Jared Cowan, Michael Grabner, like all the, all the guys that used to skate for the chiefs. We, everybody kind of keeps track of them. Yeah. Yeah. They come back for, Spurgeon, Jared Spurgeon. Oh, Spurgeon scored a gold night. Did he really? Yeah. Good for him, though. This is his first of the year? Uh, fuck, probably. Probably. No, he's got three goals and one assist or something. Fuck. Good for him. God. I, he's, he's, he's the... Like, he's he is literally one of those Rick Nash players that just does everything right and literally does not put up any points. There's I a mean, reason why he's captain of the team they're... and... Everybody would love to have him. He's just not a point producer. Yeah, I mean, there's room for those players, right? I mean, you know, just warm bodies. So let's throw a C on their jerseys, though, and, and make sure that, uh, you know, they stick around for a while. Ugh. 
that 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 does happen all all too often unfortunately yeah um okay so yeah uh buffalo had some flights canceled so the game so some of the games got postponed um the kraken did not on the other hand uh i think the last time that we talked to you guys um what was it when was the last time that we talked about the kraken uh they've played one game since and that was against vancouver okay and uh that was a pretty sad game honestly it was sad but Um, man it was good a lot of stuff to analyze on that one um First off, why can't the Seattle Kraken beat Vancouver? Uh, like, they have been, ever since this, like, because the season starts and everybody's like, oh, well, you know, they're cross, cross-border cross rivals. Like, this is obviously going to become a thing. They're going to play each other a lot. And at first, everybody's like, no, we don't want to force the rivalry. But now, like, as a Kraken fan, I, I'm starting to legitimately hate Vancouver because we can beat fucking the Capitals or the Panthers or the Lightning but we can't beat the fucking Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. I mean, it's Butterball Boudreaux, man. Boudreaux is just such a good coach at this point. You think so? Is that yeah. is that him? That's got to be it. Um, yeah, I, I went out wearing wearing some Dusty Bender attire, went out to a bar and watched the game and yelled at the TV a little bit, yelled, yelled at a couple uh, football fans for trying to change my TV. Um, you know, just... <laughs> Decided to be, you know, extra toxic on a Thursday. Sure. Um, yeah. Toxic Thursday, everybody. Toxic Thursdays. Mm-hmm. I think probably Toxic Tuesdays makes a little more sense, but I mean... Toxic Tuesdays, okay. Yeah. I, it's it's harder for me to go out and have a bunch of big beers on a Tuesday in my, you know, my, my advancing year, years, so... Right. It's frowned upon. Yeah. I mean, they're like, okay, old man... Um, Get, get out of here go 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 play some bingo halls next door right yeah. right go drink over there yeah. um yeah the uh so the, I, I watched that game um god i somebody literally broke it down on twitter i can't remember i should have retweeted it but they they pointed out this thing like the thing that we talked about in the last episode there is a problem with our defense where we think we're getting out and the defense will either pinch or they want to jump into the play and be like be part of the breakout for the offense. And guy like this is happening before we even leave our zone. Mm-hmm. And there's just one guy that's always fucking open next to our goalie. Yeah. Always. And and you can't you obviously I mean you can't do that with anybody, but you can't do that with teams that have actual fucking goal scorers, right? So like you know, you look at Vancouver, and I think Pedersen was Pedersen was a game time decision. He wasn't even supposed to play. He was so sick or whatever. And he had fucking like two goals and three assists or something stupid as fuck. It's like you just you cannot leave that guy. You have to. That that's yes, Vancouver isn't the best team in the league right now, but you can't leave those kind of superstars anywhere open. And it just seemed like he was, you know. He's, he's pulling the fucking Michael Jordan where he, he literally had the flu that morning and they're just letting him walk all over him. It's just, yeah. And I think I think the other thing too, so so watching the game, they were up 4-2 going into the third period. And this is a, this to me is, and I, I, I sound like a broken record at this point, but it's your job as a coach to, to out-coach the team, you know, out-coach Boudreaux whose team is down two goals going into the third period. And they just, they looked so flat in the third to where, like, of course they're going to get beat, dude. Like, they were up 
what four two four two going into the third they did get one they got one more so then obviously you know they, they salvaged a point out of it but uh yeah they fucking vancouver scored three goals in the third like just walking them Absolutely. they should have won that game in regulation oh yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. you know and, and you can't even like okay we talked about their special teams a little bit right so vancouver did get three power plays and scored on one of them uh, Kraken only got one, which, you know, you, you want to see that evened out a little bit. Like, I, I don't want to call fucking janky-ass penalties to even it out. But, you know, you, you definitely want to see it a little closer than, you know, that kind of spread. But, man, alive, they just... It, and we talked about it in the last one, right? Like, their power play is abysmal at this point. And their penalty kill just can't keep up, right? Like, you can't throw... Like, at this point, you can't throw Grubauer and Jones in net and expect your penalty kill to, to win, like save you games right and they're just they're not good they're, enough yeah, they're, they're not, not good, good enough. enough to make up for that exactly they're not good enough to make up for that and so like yeah so but you know one power play goal in the third um yeah fuck Pedersen goal and two assists in the third and then and then the shootout winner on top of that so Pedersen decided you know he didn't you know wanted to actually play hockey when I had him on my bench of course um but yeah just just I mean overall a really good game Right, like, if you if you see a game go into OT, right into extra time, you want that sucker to be five five, right? You just got ten yeah. goals, right? That's sick. That's a good game, and it really was like it was an exciting game to watch. It's just a fucking tragedy to be in a you know Seattle bar and right. feel that fucking watch pain. this lo- watch this lead go away and just like you get that feeling you're like oh we're gonna lose this fucking on oh and i think i i don't remember i don't think i was texting you i was texting someone else that was watching the kraken game and i just i didn't like the first shift in the third period i just did not feel good about it i was like this is i was like this is this is gonna be a game i was like we're, we're gonna i was like I, I, just watching these guys come out after the fucking you know between the second and third Man, it just felt like they were going to lose that game. It really did. I feel I feel like their overall record against Vancouver is really not. Like I think we beat them once. That's a good question. Maybe. That's a good question. See the Kraken verse. I wonder if I wonder if Google can tell me Vancouver Canucks all-time record. Alexa. <laughs> we just got to that's, that's all-time record stat muse is what this is called. Ooh. Um, the Seattle Kraken have never beat the Vancouver Canucks. That's disgusting. In one, two, three, four, five, six meetings, they have lost all of them. So at this point, that third period is just the the Canucks are in their head. I I don't understand why we can't beat these fuckers. They're not. They're bad. Like the Vancouver Canucks are bad. Like they're looking to trade away. So well, I mean, ownership is refusing to let them rebuild, but Brock, like they're actively trying to get rid of Brock Besser right now. Right. Like ah, that was that just upsets me. It's one of those games that you're in control. You can't lose. Um, special team. You're. I think everything that you said was right on the money. Uh, I think the only thing that I would add to that is that it, it the lack of star power for both power play penalty kill. And the three on three, it shows. Mm-hmm. Real, like so, this, yeah. this might be arguably one of the most well-rounded teams, but there's just no. But like when you need somebody to step up, when you need somebody that Pedersen, that McDavid, that Crosby to come into those clutch situations, there's just nobody on the team that does that. 
Yeah. I Maybe it's Maddie Beneers one day. Maybe. I, I, I completely agree. I, I think what's, I think the besides never beating the Canucks, I think that's a huge concern, right? That's a – how do you expect to get into the playoffs for one and have any success? Because there's a very good chance if they're not going to move any of these players on Vancouver, um, this is the team you're going to see for the next three years, right? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to trade Brock Besser to Seattle. Could be. Easily could be. Uh, I know I know. That basically Horvat came out and said like he's not going to talk shop the rest of the season. Um, I know he's looking for a new contract, so that'll be an interesting one to keep an eye on. Oh, there's no way they're going to resign him. I don't think so either. And I, I mean, but, you know, fuck, what, the, what was this, two, three years ago now that we were talking about on the podcast where, like, Horvat really wasn't, you know, and maybe he's just the nicest dude, uh, you know, but captaincy, right, right? Like, being the captain on the team, it's just bizarre when you guys, when you have guys like Quinn Hughes, uh, Patterson, you know, I'm sure Miller thinks he should be the captain. Um, he's a, I think he's a fucking tumor. But um, I think the other, the other concerning part for this, for, or with this for me, is the way that the Kraken are built, forward-wise especially, um, protecting a lead should be their fucking go-to, right? That should be their bread and fucking butter. And they let in three goals in the third period and let this, the, these two points slide. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, there's a flaw in the defense yeah. where they just get so excited and they get drawn up into the play that all these there's always one guy alone next to our goalie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not really a recipe for success. I don't know if you know this chance, but like you're supposed to let in less goals than you score. It's <laughs> bizarre, I know. That is a very strange it's thing that you weird. just said, but whatever. It's weird. I'll t- I'll take your word on it. Yeah. Um god, that is very upsetting that we've never beat the Vancouver Canucks. That upsets me greatly. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're you're talking, I mean, you, you, we're giving them shit. I mean, Canucks are still sitting right around 500 hockey. There's still a lot of season left. That's enough. It's enough in the West to be it is. okay. It is. It's enough in the Pacific to to make some stinks. So, uh these are games you got to you got to beat them. And right now they're just they haven't obviously haven't shown in 2 years that they can even I mean, we've you know, they're showing a little more this year that they can compete, but last year was a bad Canucks team. And this a huge hole in our overall rivalry rivalry with Vancouver. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take a couple years to dig ourselves out of that hole, huh? I don't. I fuck. Quite quite a few because we're only going to play four or five, play them four or five times a year. So even if we sweep a season, we're still behind. True. It sucks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think a lot of star. I think star power could definitely help this team out. Speaking of, uh, Shane Wright who could possibly be that star mm-hmm. in the future, mm-hmm. um, playing pretty well at uh, the IAHF World Juniors right now. Yeah, I mean, Canada's not, but Shane Wright looked good. Canada's not, but he is. Yeah, Shane, Le- Shane Wright looked good. Isn't he captain of the team? I think so. I think he's captain of the team, which is right. pretty impressive, um, which is strange considering you know the, thing, the, 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 the drawbacks of Shane Wright that we've heard that he's just not really a good team guy, but... Um, He's captain of that team. Looking at uh, IAHF, so the World Juniors is going on right now. Kind of the only hockey that was going on while the NHL was on break. Um, what are you thinking of the tournament so far? Oh, it's great. I mean, it's always fun to see these kids. I think what, what's really interesting to me is I feel like this is one of the first year. I mean, obviously Connor Bedard. You got guys like uh, Fantelli and, and stuff like that on this on this Canada team. 
and, and guys sprinkled in all over. I just I feel like this year there's a lot of overage guys, which yeah. is interesting. Like I, I don't have like you have like Fantilli and, and Connor Bedard and um, you know Russia's not there, so you don't have you know who uh, the what is it? It's not Minchikov. It's uh, uh, yeah, the, the, I mean, basically the kid who's either going to go second or third to Connor Bedard and, and Fantelli at this point in the season, uh, he's not there because Russia's not there. Uh, you know, so I, I feel like we're lacking a little bit of that, like, uh, you know, oh, Beniers is doing great in this tournament, right? This is a, this is a guy we could potentially be drafting as, you know, my, my team could potentially be drafting, that, you know, this, this upcoming draft, right. whereas this year it's a lot of, I mean, especially. I mean, especially look at the U.S. roster. It's guys that have all been drafted already. Yeah. Um, you know, and even not even prospects. Not even yeah. prospects. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like they're prospects for their respective teams, but they're not draft prospects at this point, right? They're um, right. You know, which is which is an interesting thing. I mean, yeah, you go you go down Canada's roster. Uh, Dylan Gunther has already been drafted. Shane Wright's already been drafted. Olin Zellweger, right? It's just on and on and on and on. I feel like this is one of the first years we haven't seen like. A ton of draft eligible players, which is mm-hmm. uh, takes a little bit of that, you know, a little bit of that sparkle out. I think for me, yeah. but uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on the how the how the standing system works for IAHF? So, as if you don't know that listeners, if you don't know, like IAHF, the juniors, like it's it's more international rules than it is like closer to the NHL. And like they're, you know, the rule, some of the rules are different. And when it comes to like seating and standings for the tournament, it's a little strange too, where, I mean, not comparable to the NHL. So like a win is worth, correct me if I'm wrong here, a win in the IAHF is worth three points. An overtime win is worth two and an OT loss is, or a, a loss, an OT loss is worth one and a loss is worth zero. Yeah, I think they I think they split the three points, right? So if you think about it like that, right? So if, yeah, so like like you said, three three points for a regulation regulation win. win. Overtime is three points split. So you're gonna yeah, you'll see those two points, and then a single point for like Latvia got a single point for having a uh, yeah. an overtime loss. OT loss, yeah. yeah. And then and then there's and then there's nothing for uh, regular. And then there's Austria. That's and then there's poor Austria. <laughs> poor Austria, man. Um, I mean, it's there was a hey, there was a time where Austria competed. Um, uh, we are, he's already brought up, been brought up once on the show, but Michael Grabner, yeah. uh, famously from Austria, yeah. Um, so it's not like they don't have a talent. It's just some years are going to be worse than others. Yeah, you're just going to have those those kind of one off years where yeah, you just don't have any players. Your 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 cupboards aren't full enough of good hockey players to do it every single year. Right. right, and not saying right. Austria is ever that good, but they need some pretty damn good players on those teams in order to to even have a show. And this year's not one of them. I'll admit it is very weird not seeing Russia here. Like I, I understand the political implications of it, but it it's weird not to see because I mean we we associate Russia with you know being one of the most havens of talented hockey players in the world. So it is weird to not see them. Fuck, if I was a young prospect in Russia, I'd be, I'd be. Sergey fettering off, fetter offing it, and sneaking away in a suitcase. Yeah, I, I it's you're right. It's really sad for the kids, uh, you know, because because again, right? They can they they have there's nothing they can do, right? I mean, they, it's not like it's not like you know the, the entire junior 
uh, hockey team for Russia is the yep. ones that made the decision to to do what Russia is doing right now. Right? They so, they will they will be looking forward to a different draft. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. But back back to the point system. I honestly I don't mind it. So I think what it what it gets rid of is like the extra point, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's just always three points to go around instead of some games there's two and some games there's three, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think it gets rid of that, which I think you know, just from a being a statistic major, right? Like I don't, I like that, but mm-hmm. so I'm gonna agree with you for a minor different reason in the sense that it, it's not necessarily the loser point, but like it incentivizes teams to always win in regulation so like even the winning like john tortorella plays to ot because worst case scenario you still get one point best case scenario you get the full points that you win in the nhl this way like there you could actually like you lose out on winning an OT. like you you're losing that one point like you're not gonna get your even if you win in overtime you're not getting the full amount of points that you could i mean so you're kind of de-incentivized to play to overtime. I mean, kind of. If you're thinking of John Tortorella's hockey teams, it still doesn't technically apply because he's playing for the loser point either way, right? So Sure, he's just looking to, to scrape by. No, I, I understand what you're saying, but like with this, like if you win in overtime in the NHL, you got the same amount of points as you would have won if you won a regulation. Whereas in the IAHF, if you win in overtime, you're not getting as many points as you would if you won if you won in regulation. Right. So it's hit, it's it's hitting the teams who win in the extra time harder than in the NHL, which I think you're right. It's which is good. Like you, you, there should be more incentives to winning in regulation than there are to winning in overtime. Right. And um, I think that I mean that opens up the topic of you know what do we do with overtime to make it more so. It, I think the overall goal is is you know we we had fun with shootouts in the early 2000s now we're tired of them and we're tired we're tired of entire games being in a sport that we pride on being a team sport mm. we're tired of games and seasons being on the line because of essentially a skills competition. So you don't want to see the goalies fight in the fifth overtime. Now, I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what? Yeah. What what was what tell me tell me this theory again that you heard of? So the theory was you just you have overtimes until you run out of players and the last overtime is just the two goalies at center ice and it's winner take all. Whoever whoever gets the knockdown punch. You know? I think I think it should be to the death. Yeah, only blockers. So they have like yeah. so yep. they remove the glove hand and yeah. they just put an extra like a left handed blocker on. Yeah, it's a fight to the death, and John Tortorella, being the man, he would like his his starting goalie is like Elvis Merzlikens, like an actual like hockey goaltender, and then like for the fifth period, the fifth overtime period, you, you come coming out, you know, you've got Spider. That's that's a mononym. That's all. That's all his name. Uh, not a lot of hockey experience. Uh, he is. He has been convicted of four gang related murders. So Spider. I was trying to think of what spider would like stand for. So it's like skull punishing inmate (laughs) (laughs) death. Yeah. Something like that. So, so uh, like spider, spider doesn't skate. Spider just comes out in goalie gear, uh, waddles across the ice. Um, at this point, everybody's too tired to care. Uh, you know, cause this game is occurring at what three in the morning at this point. Yeah. So, (laughs) 
So Spider goes out there and, you know, fights, uh, you know, Axel uh, at center ice. And whoever whoever dies, um, that team lost. <laughs> I, I think it's perfect. I think it's I think it solves the problem. I don't know why anybody's pushing back on this. Honestly. No, I don't. I don't. I don't see a problem. Definitely, especially Gary Bettman. All it's going to do is they should call it the cash cow rule because that's what it is. God, there would be people who just tuned in for overtime six on a Tuesday night. They're, they they sell pay per view. Yeah. Like they stop the game at overtime four, and then they they're like, "All right, we're selling tickets for tomorrow's fifth overtime <laughs> pay per view Monday, Monday, Monday." <laughs> oh man. I honestly, I hope that's what they move to. Yes. Uh, you, you ever seen the movie Gamer? It's like with. Uh, oh, Isn't that with Gerard Butler? Yeah, it's Gerard Butler, and he's yeah, like yeah, some yeah. kids like yeah. controlling him, but he's an inmate. Yeah. That's how I'm yeah. imagining it, right? Like, okay. You know, he's like a he, he's you know these fighters are, uh, you know, like they have a it's just a champion, but they're on death row anyways, right? So yeah. they could win their freedom. Right. You know. That, okay. All right. I like this is a good plan. Well, I mean, with, if you're working for John Tortorella, you're never going to have your freedom. But <laughs> <laughs> John Tortorella has his own concentration camps at his house. Absolutely. And it's just oh. it's like so like Kevin Hayes was scratched the other day. Who's their, 100%. Who's their leading goal It's not he, he wouldn't be based on race or anything, but John Tortorella definitely would be like one of those southern plantation owners. Oh yeah. No. Like it, it, would, it wouldn't he wouldn't care about your skin color. But he's definitely like you need to you need to get back on the ice, boy. Yeah, no, he definitely has a, like a grit rating for each of each yes. Of them. Yeah, yeah. Here's the it's not you got don't have enough hot now, boy. <laughs> fucking Kevin Hayes is like I don't know what else to do, man. I don't know what you want from me, dude. I literally have <laughs> been fucking mining for coal for the last week in my free time. Like <laughs> in between your line rushes at practice, I'm like chopping wood. What more do you want? <laughs> Holy shit! You know he's so yeah. Kevin, so what's funny about that is Kevin Hayes is their leading goal scorer, yeah, or leading point point scorer, and they he fucking yeah. scratched him for something. He Kevin Hayes scratched him for a bad penalty. Yeah, and Kevin Hayes was like, I don't know, he's the coach. Like I don't know what I don't know what you want me to say. It right. makes no fucking sense. He's not gonna he's not gonna come up to the cameras and be like, yeah, I think that's a good call. I, uh, <laughs> Team captain, leading scorer. I think. I think uh, I should. I think I should set a game. You know, it makes sense. I think I should sit too. To be honest with you. Yeah. Like, on, to be honest. In fact, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna sit until I'm traded. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, Patrick Line. Yeah. Exactly. All right, Pierre Luc Dubois. God, we went off on a tangent. So the so the World Juniors. Um, I think the biggest thing uh, it so far in this tournament because. Uh, you know, when it comes down to these things, everything revolves around Canada. Um, the Canadians upset. I would say that this is well. We say one would say it's a massive upset or just an upset. That's a massive like upset. Like the Czechs dude. are the Czechs are pretty good. Czechs are good, but it's Canada. It's literally like, it's, but it's Canada. It's like this is this is an all star team of yeah. Yeah, there, there's like there's like people in Canada have altars of each one of these kids. You know they take this they take this shit really seriously. Um, so recent so uh, the good news let's let's look at it from the Kraken perspective. Uh, Shane Wright, captain of the team, picking up what a goal and assist. Yeah. Okay, so he's he's involved in both the goals. Uh, Canada drops that game five two, uh, and I think that so the worst part of this is is that you know from, coming from Canadian fans who very much 
grew up on grit and heart. Uh, this is a team that lost 5-2, but attempted three Michigans in the first period. Yeah. Which, which leads me into this week's Tweet of the Week, uh, coming from Pete Blackburn. We need like that, we need uh, a sound effect for the tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet 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 tweet. What if <laughs> we do need some sound effects on the show? I think that would really bring everything together. Just just old like old anime sound car, effects. Old cor- car horn. Yeah, always. Doesn't matter what it is. Like it's a, you know a somber something. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, coming from, uh, old Pete Blackburn, uh, Pete said, uh, let's see here, let's pull it up here, uh, Pete was saying he was watching it during the game, and he tweets out, um, God, I was dying, uh, can't wait until Canada finally hits the Michigan in the third period to cut the deficit to 8-2. to Uh, he also put out a pretty funny thing of Shane Wright just running over children on an NFL field saying Shane Wright playing at the World Juniors. Um, that was accurate. That was pretty much Mason McTavish last year, right? Like just yeah. just a man body playing against these kids who, like, you know, just started learning what protein is. Right. You know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but no, it's so. And later on, after the after later on after the game, uh, I don't know if it was the coach or some. It's somebody associated with with Hockey Canada. Um, they come out and says, "Quote: We're not going to Michigan our way to the final." Oof. Canada's Dylan Gunther said uh, i don't know if G- dylan gunther's the the coach or the player or whomever he's a he's a he's a phoenix or an arizona coyote boy okay 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 so uh he says we're not going to michigan our way to the final uh which we replied with not with that attitude yeah and that's um, that's yeah i mean i mean this is a very pro this is a pre- very pro zegris show so um i mean we have to kind of like players doing michigan's right yeah i love it honestly i i would i love it. i would prefer players to just pick up the puck on their stick from the blue line honestly never take a shot again yeah like just start skating around like like yeah. and what we should do is instead of sticks we should make little sticks with like nets baskets? on them yeah like little baskets yeah like little baskets yeah. and the pucks are outdated to me i think we should move to a ball <laughs> and what is this ice surface let's get rid of it yeah, let's get rid of that. Uh, fuck. Um, yeah, so I, I think that um, in, in uh, God, and it, of course, after all of these, uh, all of Hockey Canada overreacts and freaks the fuck out. Um, all, all analysts that are usually pretty level-headed about hockey and can take, you know, pretty balanced mm. uh, takes um, immediately freaked out. Um, I remember one, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. We were trying to figure it out before. Um, but he basically said, like, when when did Hockey Canada stop producing elite-level goaltenders? Right, like, holy shit. There's not an... Now, okay, because we lost to the Czechs 5-2, there is now not a single elite goaltender under the age of 18 in, in the entire country of Canada. It doesn't, ex- not it doesn't exist. It really doesn't. Not a single, not a single one. Now, is, is, I will argue... If Germany comes out and puts up five against Canada okay, in the yeah. next game, then we can start looking at the tendies, right? You you can't just go one game and say they're all trash, burn the fucking you know, burn everybody and everything that has anything related to Canada. You can't fucking do that. I mean, yes, no, you, you can, can be upset, but like, you know, this isn't a trend. This is a one-off, right? 
but yeah, I think it's still pretty funny to see him lose five two. Who who Germany lose one zero to? Sweden. Sweden. Okay. Well, yeah. but see, that's a good game though. Yeah, that's a great game. I, Germany's not going to be Germany. Like Germany's not going to be an easy out. That's that's for sure. And Sweden Sweden is always a good you know always good. Czechs are Czechs are usually pretty good. I mean, they you know I think they get overshadowed a little bit by uh, by Russia, but sure you know. Um, I just it's it's funny like I just I feel like like if U.S. lost this game the way the Canada did I feel like it would be like not a huge concern like oh it's the World Juniors it's a bunch of kids you know if they are skilling it up you know it's not that big a deal because that will come in handy when they actually go play professionals mm-hmm. um, but this but this is Canada where you know ev- the, the 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 key to success for any hockey team is grit and heart and grinding and and the power of friendship. <laughs> so, so when you've got a team that attempts three Michigans, you know, a, a very, very skilled play and fails on all of them, that immediately brings out the John Tortorellas of the world. F- fucking John Tortorella must have had a fucking aneurysm. You think, like, I'm just hoping, you know, John Tortorella, the next game that he has... You know, they, they win 6-0 handedly over the Tampa Bay Lightning. And the first question on the docket is what he thinks about the three Michigans in the Canada versus Tampa. <laughs> don't even ask about the Philly win. Yeah, don't, you don't even, you know, don't even care about Philly actually winning a game. It's it's just to fucking fire his ass up, dude. Torts, what do you need? He's like, well, I'm, I'm pretty furious about it. I, I think I'm going to bench Kevin Hayes again about it. <laughs> you know who I know? <laughs> You know who told Hayes Canada is... to do the three fucking Michigans? Kevin Hayes, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, I have my boy Kevin Hayes did that. Yeah. Gonna gonna have to sit him for a while. Can you imagine someone on Philly trying to do a Michigan this year? I just I like I'm picturing Tortorella in like a a, a Kentucky Fried Chicken Colonel like white suit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Kevin Hayes, get back in the kitchen. And make make my mashed potatoes and chickens. <laughs> uh, I hope so. Good for John, man. Jesus, good for him. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, suffice to say, uh, all of Hockey Canada very much overreacted about this loss. Um, I mean, sucks to lose 5-2, but it does seem like, to be fair, the, the checks are good. It seems like they have a good team. Um, they're going to be they're going to be hard outs in this tournament. So um, I, I think Canada will rebound. It, I don't. I don't expect them to be bad. I mean, it's not like they got blown out of the water or anything. Um, it's just they they got outgrinded. It was a it was a all skill team from Canada trying to just win. You don't have enough talent to win on talent alone. Oh. Um, they probably thought that they did, and and I mean, looking at the roster, I completely understand why they think that. But I mean, uh, you know, I'm even. I am even pro Michigan. I love that. That's part of the game. It's a skill play, and if it works out, it's great. But I understand. I understand from a perspective. This I think this is my counter argument to like people who don't like that. Like if you're in that position behind the net, if you're forcing it, then that's one thing. Like if you are like very much turning down a better play to do a Michigan, then yeah, you're you're gonna get fucking benched. But like, there's only so much you can fucking do behind the net. Yeah, I agree. I would argue that if you try three Michigans in one period, you are forcing the Michigan. 
Yes, you are right? forcing the Michigan because because there is no fucking way that you have three golden opportunities for the Michigan to work. There's no fucking way. Maybe once a maybe once a game, maybe. And, and more often than not, the guy who's got that opportunity doesn't have the skill to do it. Sure, and I and I see like I see that side of it. Like yeah, just going down this Czech roster, like I think we probably know. David Yurichek, that's probably one of the only players on this team that, like, a majority of people might even know, right? Like, even even some pretty heavy-duty hockey fans might not even know who that is. Like, a Columbus, uh, I think he was fifth overall or something like that this year, right? Um, but this team does have some NHL-drafted players. It's just, we for sure saw beauty versus the beast, right? The You know, we saw Czech as the beast. This isn't any, you know, not a lot of first-round guys, their first round guys are, are defensemen, right? So like not these Connor Bedards, you know, that are gonna go first overall, right? They're they're guys that just fucking work, right? And so we saw full fledged, you know, for one, a team that had like what, a week, two no, weeks we're, to practice. We were expecting we were expecting Shane Wright and and fucking Connor Bedard to have like matching Hatties by the end of the first. Sure, sure. Which yeah, I mean like yeah, in a vacuum, maybe, right? Like, you know, like, this. it's just not how, it's not how, that, and that's the beauty of hockey, though, isn't it? Man, fuck. This is why we watch. It ultimately, it ultimately is a team sport. Yeah, 100%. Like, you can a have better the best player in the plan, world. You know, a better, a better. Connor McDavid, how, how old is Connor McDavid? My guess is 25. Are you looking it up? I'm looking it up now. Connor McDavid is 25. Good. Call. Fuck, I'm so smart, dude. It was really good. He's 25 years old. Connor McDavid is like destined for an Alex Ovechkin type career, where he will probably not win the cup until he's in his early to mid 30s. Sure. Yeah, 100. percent Well, you know when he'll win the cup is when his contract, because he did it the the way that they did it, is they basically said, yeah, ten. What is it? Ten and a half or something crazy. Ten and a half for fucking, you know, the end of time. I think Max is eight years. Um, he'll win the cup when ten and a half is, like, what, three, four million under what the Max guys are getting paid, right? You know, so because then you can, you know, the, the cap goes up and you can build teams around the guys at that point. Um, yeah, I'm with you 100%. But, uh, like this is the first time, this is the first time that Edmonton has actually had some help for Connor McDavid, other than Leon. True, true, and it's not coming from Jack Campbell. Nope, <laughs> nope. He's it's it's really discouraging when you, you know, you're putting up two to three goals a game and you're still losing four three. You know. Yeah, I I I, I see. I like the young goaltender movement right now that we're having this year. I think. Yeah, and we have been, we have been a little bit with like Shesterkin and Sorokin and Saros and other years, right? Uh, Ottinger yep. is a perfect example this year. Uh, Vanacek, I was looking at his numbers. His numbers aren't great, but he's fine. No. He, he was winning games, right? Um, was the, the other the other goalie that I was just it, because I was watching the game tonight is Samsonov, right? And think about this: Washington moved Samsonov, Samsonov, and Vanacek this year because they wanted Darcy Kemper in net, uh, and then they basically were just like, "Yeah, the future young goalie, just go be on another team and do better," right? Like, I don't know. It's just that's an interesting setup, but yeah. I think, you know, you look at Stuart Skinner, what he's doing in Edmonton, I mean, fuck, like, you know, it's it's kind of, this is kind of what we're moving to. Like, some of these young goalies are actually above their, 
beyond their years, right? We used to basically say, like, goalies don't really even come into their own, you know, the 28, 29 kind of shit, right? Uh, some, of these, yeah. some of these young guys are fucking good, so. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't necessarily think any – honestly, I think Canada now has a chip on their shoulder, right? And that yep. that's good for that team, right? Like a finesse team like that needed something to play with instead of going, you know, looking across the room and seeing Sean or uh, Shane Wright – Sean Wright. Sean White. Um, Sean White? Sean White, Sean White, huh? Sean White, Shane Wright. Um, good for him. Good for him, I say. Uh, or, you know, Bedard, Fentanelli, like some, like these, these kids that are just so sick. Like, now instead of seeing this aura of Connor Bedard with 11 shots in this game, you, you see a guy who's 0-1, and one, right? Yep. And you're looking across that locker room and you go, fuck, like, we, we, maybe we do need to figure this out. So... I think, yes, I think Canada can be a little bit worried, right? If they lose the next one, I think they need to fucking... I mean, that there's a good chance that that entire country is going to probably just burn itself to the ground. But... Dude, there's, somebody's going to be losing fucking... Like, there's already going to be turnover in Hockey Canada. Now it's going to get real fucking oof. bad. Yeah, I know. That Hockey Canada shit... That, maybe that Hockey Canada shit is just looming over, right? Like, maybe... Maybe. You know, maybe. maybe the replacements are just going, yeah, bring in every skilled player from Canada ever, and we're going to beat these teams who are willing to outwork us three periods. And maybe that's the problem. Yep. Yep, that's probably it. I, I don't I don't know. How, what do you think about, uh, I mean, they've only played one game, and it was kind of a, they squeaked it out, but how do you think the U.S. did? I think they look good. I, I think what's interesting about this tournament is, like, the first game first two games and this is why i'm not super concerned about canada um mm-hmm. that's our first real competitive game that they've played with this group of players yeah right and i think that's what i think that's what us ran into is basically like you know i mean it was zero zero going into the second period right so like and this is a very skilled us team it's just, and and in in their defense these these guys have been playing together for so long right they, they a lot of these guys are uh ns uh you know they're the, the development program. They're coming through the development program. So they, they know how to play with each other. Um, but, you know, I think I think in general, right, it's just kind of getting – a lot of these guys have been in college or still in juniors, and it's just cohesion bringing them back together. Uh, so I do think it takes a game or two. But I still I still think the U.S. looked looked pretty good. Um, Latvia is not Austria. I think Latvia is usually, usually has a little bit better of a team. Um, but I think, you know – you still want to win that game five two instead of I'd rather win that game one zero obviously than lose five two right so right um, yeah not a not a great game on their on their half but they also had like forty six shots on the net so it's not like it was you know nothing like that wasn't flipped to where they had seventeen shots on net and still just got lucky with a shitty goalie right I mean they 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 dominated uh, it's just you know finding right. those goals so. Talk. I I mean I'm I'm hoping for all the best. I love I love it more of just when Canada loses because they're I, again they're the only country that really it's not even that I like rooting against them. I just like I, I love the epic freakouts when Canada doesn't do well. It's it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, it definitely so. makes social media better. Oh, abs absolutely. Um, speaking of making social media better, uh, Jamie Ben is engaged. What's our next topic? What? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we don't need to talk about this too much longer, but, uh, Jamie Ben's getting married, um, which inevitably, uh, spurred a tsunami of, uh, comments and jokes about him not going down on women. 
and uh, yeah, she um, as as somebody who uh, does not like Jamie Ben, think he's kind of a shitty person, and especially for how he treats my boy Larkin. Uh, yeah, uh, she's probably gonna go. She's she's looking forward to a life of being unsatisfied. So, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. so many people probably slid into those DMs after the news. Oh, so you know? many. Like, hey, if he, you know, if, if uh, he continues his his old ways you just hit me up mm-hmm. <laughs> what's the over under for their marriage you think you know you think in three years or you think it's gonna be a quick one like just a um yeah i mean like what, what, are, we, what are we i would about? say i mean she could probably get some money out of it what does she have to have to be there two years is like a house when it comes to uh capital gains tax <laughs> <laughs> She got to be there two years, capital. and then she gets her half. <laughs> I mean, capital gains tax is probably the only thing that's going down in that relationship. Hey, so. but do Where won't? Where We need an actual car. We need an actual old car. The car horn would have fit perfectly there. I do have an old. Let me throw this by you just while I'm thinking about mm-hmm. it. Uh, I do have a. Uh, it's from. Uh, the, the the Mighty Ducks movies where he has the fucking duck call, yeah. Yeah, I do have a an a Anaheim Mighty Ducks duck call, so maybe that's the one. Maybe we could make it that. Right. Maybe that's maybe that's exactly. Mm-hmm. What or if we have an old bike horn, you know, the fucking uh, you put it on your your uh, trading wheel bike. Yeah, yeah, I I I think that that's pretty good. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on from Jamie Ben because I don't want to fucking talk about him anymore. Um. Uh. It's all but i don't think it has officially come out yet we kind of mentioned it in our last episode but uh the winter classic it's seeming like it's going to be more and more likely that seattle will be hosting uh greg wasinski put out kind of a hint recently um that the game will be held in a baseball stadium and that one team has already been involved in an outdoor game so this kind of hints toward i mean that that fits for the seattle vegas matchup um but but uh, the rumors have been circulating for quite a little while. Um, in fact, somebody said that they've already confirmed it. So it seems like the it, this is one of those like Seattle Kraken drafts where we already knew who was getting drafted. <laughs> um, so it seems like that. Uh, thoughts? On, first off, are these two teams deserving of a Winter Classic? Yeah, why the hell not? Uh, you know, you, you know, you, there's I, I I agree with you, but I'll I'll play devil's advocate of like. They're the two newest teams in the league. There are teams that have been here since, you know, the 70s and 80s that still haven't even had a, had one um, that may be more deserving. <clears throat> Winter Classic, I, I would agree. I think you could – I think I could hear the argument for, like, Winter Classic in general with that title, no. Um, okay. But I think because we've moved to the stadium series – Right where we don't we, we have like the winter classic, but then we also have like a bunch of other outdoor games. Right, like oh look at this cool shit that we can do because it's cold and we can put water down on the ground and it freezes outside and let's have people skate here. Um, sure. In that regard, I think they should have a stadium series game, not necessarily a winter classic. Yeah. All right, so I can see I can hear that argument. I think you know what I'm saying. Well, okay. Uh, in 2024, Winter Classic will be held in a baseball stadium. It will include at least one team that's never played in a classic before. Okay. Well, that does that could mean fucking anything. Sure. 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's 30 something baseball teams. Um, it will include at least one team that's never played in a classic before. So it will include at least one team. So, okay. That's dumb. Okay. But I mean, to, to your point, right? Like, how many times have we seen, like, I think we were talking about this actually in the last podcast. How many times have we seen Boston and fucking Pittsburgh and these kind of teams play in so these many. Classics? Like, I could give so I could give two fucks less about the one that's upcoming. You know what I would love? Like, and I think we've even... Remember we used to think this was super cool? Right. Like, yeah, now we're watered down. Right? Like, now it's now it's watered down. I actually almost went to this Winter Classic. I don't know if I told you that. No. Um, yeah, there was, there was uh, we were looking at, looking at getting over there, actually. Um... Yeah, I, so in that regard, yeah, I can see that argument because I do think, like, fuck yeah, I would love to see, honestly, I think what they should do is they should look up each team and see, and, and just collectively, who? Maybe it hasn't been confirmed. Maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was just like a Seattle fan. 32 thoughts thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they should look at each team and see which team has guys that were born and raised the closest to the equator. And then you stick those teams in a winter classic, which these guys have just never played outdoors before. I think that'd be fucking great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. That would be super cool. Um, I God. I don't fuck. I don't. I, I just. I feel like it's we've just lost its luster because it's starting to become like there's only ten teams that play in the winter classic. Right. Um, what a, sh- I, what a I joke. Genuinely... How did we land on that though? I, because it, it's all about where the money is. And it the, the, the thing is, you can't... It sucks. Like, you either need to do... My thoughts. One of two ways. Either A, there needs to be some bizarro, weird system in place to where you can earn to be in the classic. Mm. Or it's totally fucking random and we do our best to try to get everybody into the classic. You can't just keep fucking saying playing the same fucking new england teams over and over and over and over like i'm a red wings fan and i and i don't want to see the red wings in another fucking winter classic at least not for a while yeah so like i I swear to god if chicago gets one more i'm gonna be fucking dry i'm gonna be pissed like i'm not gonna watch it yeah i I, that chicago blackhawks do not deserve to be in anything right now sure 100 percent uh i i like i like that idea i i Man, now that you said it, I think they do. They need to start cycling in. So, and I think, I think the the I get the money thing. Like, I'm not a I'm not a fucking a, a, a dumbass, right? Like, I understand you have to make the money from it, but like at the same time, like if I'm a San Jose Sharks fan, right? Which actually they have a big fan base, so at this point's kind of pointless. But um, if I'm a you know if I'm a Shark, San Jose Sharks fan, and they're finally fucking in a winter classic for god's sake i i'm probably gonna make a good push to get there right like how do we know that that's that it's not going to be successful if we don't try it right um yep. yeah. i i've heard i don't necessarily know if i love it but it, it's a system like i think it's a good starting point um a stanley cup rematch it's pretty good I, I don't i don't hate the idea i don't necessarily like the idea because it it seems like an empty gesture of some kind um like you know who gives a shit uh but like i at least at least that there's some sort of like picked regularity for that you know um i like the idea of like the stanley cup winning team hosting and then i don't know maybe you meet gary bettman halfway and he's allowed to pick the second team uh 
or maybe it's the team that won the won won the conference from the other. You know, I whatever whatever it may be, at least there's a fucking system instead of Gary Bettman shaking up his hat of cities that have the most fucking TV watchers. Yeah. I, I don't mind so I think I think to the point of it being a rematch of last year's playoffs, you there, there's a very big like there's a good chance that those teams are still gonna be good the following season. Mm-hmm. Right? And so then you're you then you know and, and and I mean you think like Colorado is such a bad example, but you, like you think of some of these teams who pick up a shitload of fans because they were just in and just won a Stanley Cup, or they were just in the Stanley Cup, or did really good in the playoffs. Excuse me. Like you don't have to be concerned about the fan base because it's as ballooned and inflated as it can possibly be because they were just in or won the cup. So I actually don't mind that in that regard. Uh, mm-hmm. I think another one would be like the the highest point teams in the conferences, but then you're still going to run into that you know that potential issue of. Um, you know, fuck, like it was, you know, you're still going to see Pittsburgh every year five years ago because, or, you know, six, seven years ago because they were fucking just rallying everyone, right? So, like, you know, you still might see the same teams in in that regard. Um, but, yeah, so, but I, I agree. I think there's got to be a way that they can, I mean, but even if, even if it was basically like, oh, it's, it's Carolina versus Anaheim's turn this year, right? Like, then you're still going to get people that are going to bitch because they're going to go, well, fuck, I'm not going to see my, you know, 16 years down the road, then I'm going to see my team. Mm-hmm. But at this rate, yeah, like Kraken could never fucking see it, right? Like, you know, so, um, yeah, an interesting, interesting concept. But I agree. I just, it's crazy that, it's crazy that we have, we've had, what, we've been doing this for probably, what, seven, eight years now? Mm-hmm. If not, if not a little bit, like, actually, fuck, no, it's been longer than that, dude. Um but we have teams that have seen it the same amount of times. Like, we should be coming up on Kraken and Vegas probably should play soon, right? Because, like, if you're thinking about it like a 16-year period, you would have everybody play at least once. Um, you shouldn't have Boston and Pittsburgh and Chicago and, you know, you shouldn't have those teams have already played two, three times. Sure. So, I, I do. I see that. I see that side. God, okay. So, they were, they were citing... Uh... N- NRD, uh, NHL Rumors Daily, as their as their source for the uh, Seattle Kraken. Um, I, they're not NRD is not a bad source. It's just not a great. So they they get it wrong sometimes, but they they whoever runs the account actually does have some sort of pull. Yeah, they do have a podcast actually. Um, yeah, they're they're right more often than wrong, but yeah. So the fact that they are saying that it's, I mean, that's, that's a good indication that it's happening. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to rope it. Like Vegas is one of the more popular teams in the league. Um, Seattle is gaining popularity and they're trying to get some, get some attention to one of their newer markets. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. And you know what, for a newer market, I bet that, I I wonder what the TV viewership is right now. In fact, I could look that up probably. Um, NHL TV viewership by city i'm just curious i wonder if like even in the you know two years in i wonder if seattle's in the top 10 of viewership yeah Hmm. yeah i honestly i mean they 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 could be even higher if i could fucking not just steal my games oh fuck here we go again (laughs) (laughs) all right folks and we're back yeah 
Let's fucking... Back to your regularly scheduled bitch fest so, of how the NHL continues to fuck up their TV ratings. Yeah, so let me talk a bit about this, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm. God, <laughs> I need some whiskey for that yeah, one. Yeah, you do. That was rough. Uh, yeah, I mean, in, until they fix that, but it's. I think at the moment, like I said, it's all about money. Uh until they figure out that they can actually make more money off of letting people watch the fucking hockey games. Here, I got some Winter Classic numbers for you. Ready for this? Okay. 2011 was the first one. Or wait, no, I fucking, I'm lying to you already. 2008 was the first one, sorry. 2008 was the first one. Uh, Boston has been in it one, two, three, four times. Mm-hmm. We got Pittsburgh at one, two, three... Three times, looks like. Chicago, one, two, three, four. Four times. Yeah. So it looks like the, the most is Chicago and Boston at four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Detroit has been in it one, two times. Who else? Is Rangers okay. twice. Uh, Rangers twice. I remember um, twice, yeah. Chicago. They played Chicago and Toronto. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, But to your point, right? In since since 2008, Boston has been in the Winter Classic four times, right? So we're basically you know at this rate, what 14 so 15 years. So you're, I mean, almost a third of the time, Boston is in the Winter Classic. Yeah, that sucks, dude. Yep, that's terrible. It sucks. Yeah, what if you're not a fucking Boston that's fan? Terrible. Like you just yeah, you better hope that you know they're either playing someone that you like or. You know, you're just you have nothing else to do on on that day. Uh, yeah, so bad. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm hoping that they just they I hope they find a way to get because I I I genuinely used to love the Winter Classic. It used to be something I looked forward to. I would even try to go out to a bar and watch the game, even when even when the two teams were somebody that I didn't necessarily care about. I would go out and, and watch it because it was kind of becoming a tradition. But now I'm getting to the point where I just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Winter Classic used to always be great because, um, like, even, like, if you didn't have cable, they played it a lot on, like, basic channels, which was always great, right? So, like, you know, you would turn on NBC on when the Winter Classic's playing, and a lot of the times it's it's there, right? So it was very... You know, back in back when it first started up, right? Like, not we didn't have as many options to watch hockey, and so it was always one of those games where it was like, okay, shit, like I know this is going to be on TV somewhere at somebody's house, um, you know, and so that was that was always a good a good game to go watch. I mean, obviously playoffs and stuff were a little, you know, were sure. everywhere, but um, during the regular season, that was definitely one of those games. that was like, okay, you know, I, I know I know I can watch this, right? Sure. Uh, Huh. Interesting. Okay. I'm looking at the NHL 2021-2022 season RSN ratings. I think that that means like their 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 ratings. Mm-hmm. Um Pittsburgh's at the top. Pittsburgh, St. Louis, Buffalo, Minnesota, Vegas, Boston, Detroit, Columbus, Philly, Tampa, Chicago, Washington, Seattle. So we're middle of the pack. Buffalo and Columbus, that's surprising, dude. Uh I mean, fervent fans there. Uh, it seems like even even though they're terrible, uh, guess who's at the bottom? Probably fucking Anaheim. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, I fucking knew it. 
That is correct. Uh, their average rating is 0.15 compared to, so the Penguins at the top are is 5.43. Nice. I'm assuming that's in millions, but I don't. I could be probably. wrong. Probably. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You, you even go to like, you, yeah, you go to Anaheim to watch the game, and it's it's like it's almost like the Coyotes where it's fucking half and half. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's yeah, a, would... there's a small number of us, but you know we're we're avid fans. <laughs> Poor ducks. Oh, they're so cute. They just they, if they just rebranded to the fucking Mighty Ducks, they'd be fine. So what what do you think about this? What do you think about their uh, reverse retros this year as their away yeah. jersey? Or I mean, they've been wearing them obviously yes. as their home jersey. But I mean, so then you do like a blacker, you know, a blacker orange version of of that as their home, right? Or maroon. Or maroon. I mean, you know, but so here's the thing. So it, them being in Orange County, right, Anaheim. This current ownership group is never going back to the blue or the to the um, the eggplant. They're just they won. Then, then they're wrong. They, they well, yes, they're wrong. <laughs> then I don't. Then I don't. Then I don't care about their happiness. Yeah. Well, that's then that's fine. And that's ne- neither does thirty one other fan bases because they're at the bottom. <laughs> um, Nobody gives a shit that uh, because you're in a county that's named after a color. Uh, that your team, that the fucking team was named after the Anaheim Mighty Ducks from the movie. Okay, people know more about the fucking Mighty Ducks movie than any other hockey fucking movie on the planet. Just embrace it instead of like pretending that you were never associated with them. Yeah, hundred percent. And I like it. Just does like I don't understand why you would distance yourself from it. And I'm a hundred percent in that boat. Um, but I'm also oh, we're not we're not associated with those movies. I'm also a realist in knowing that they will never go back to the eggplant. That that's fine. And so that's I'd fine. at least rather see them with the orangeified version of the eggplant jersey days. So I'd much rather see that than the fucking. I I hate the cream. Thing. Like the the cream blacks are just fucking. Track. The fucking Duckfoot is an absolute garbage logo. Dude. It's, it, it is a it is a mediocre secondary logo at best. I have it's a fucking shoulder patch. Look at my shoulder patch right yep. now. That's yep. what a shoulder. Yep. That's a shoulder patch. Stupid. Yes. Yes. Your your main logo is the fucking duck. It's a, yeah. It's exactly. It's a shoulder patch. It's there's no reason yeah. for it no, to be on your, my chest. Your main your main logo needs to be the duck hockey mask. Like it has to be that. I have like it doesn't make. It doesn't. Every day that it's not, I die a little inside. Yeah, and you should. You mm-hmm. should. Like I, I, well, I'm, I, and I'm not even a full time ducks. Every time I wake up and they still have the D logo, the ducks foot logo, I die a little. I die one more day, closer yep. to death. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I think I have. I think I have six ducks jerseys, and I have one with the fucking foot. That's one. So- that's it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate that logo so fucking much. Yeah. It's so it's dumb. Trash. Um, speaking of things that are dumb, uh, coming up, uh, round up the show. Um, Alex Ovechkin recently uh, hit an important milestone. We've kind of been following his pursuit of uh, beating Wayne Gretzky's record. Eventually, kind of talked to him about uh, talked to about him uh, getting close, and you know the controversy surrounding it. I don't. I think we've all agreed at this point that there's not much controversy. You know, even with the empty net goals, Gretzky padded his stats with empty net, blah, 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 blah. Um, But uh, the unique controversy that Ovi has is that uh, apparently Alex Ovechkin is an outspoken Putin supporter uh, for Russia. And uh, many are arguing that this is tainting his run for the record 
many even rooting against him because they do not want uh, a dirty commie with the all-time goal record. How did I know uh, you were going to say dirty commie? I dirty, knew it was coming. Dirty pinko commie. We hang out too much. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to say dirty I commie. Know it. Gonna say I know it. I was honestly... He's going to say... He's going to say dirty commie. I know he's going to do it. I'm going to start a Twitter account that just tries to guess like some words that you're going to say on the podcast. And I'm going to put a number. What is, what is Chance going to say tonight? What was the one you were saying there for a little bit? The fucking uh, aggressively mediocre. And I fucking knew. Aggressive. You were hammering at home. I could have I could have made a lot of money if, you know. Um, I love that term. That's pretty it, good. it perfectly describes the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> like they like they they work hard to be mediocre like they'll they, they 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 improve just enough to not be bad but they will never be good you know what we should do we should what? we should buy out parise and Suter so that we can really start moving towards our future on this team because we have caprice yeah. we got some of these guys um, then let's let Fiala walk. You know, he just, he had a career yeah, year. Right. Let's go ahead and walk him. Uh, yeah. let's bring in Flurry. you know, because we already have a, who's in the, who's obviously in the prime of his, career. right? Sure. He's not in his twilight years or anything. Uh, and then, you know, let's just see what happens, you know, let's just, let's just right. go for it. Um, yeah, no, that's great. They, they honestly, they strive to be aggressively mediocre. Um, they do. yeah, back to Ovechkin. No, it doesn't take away from his fucking legacy. Get out of here. You know, you know, like, literally, he's about to go into a press conference, and Putin sends him a Snapchat. I'm sure Putin used of his family. Of his family yeah. At the top of some stairs. And he's, you know, basically, like, doesn't even say anything. You know, doesn't have any sort of text on the snap. No, it's just it's just a reminder. Yeah, it's just on it. Well, actually, so it's two different Snapchats. It's like his family picture, and then uh, just a, a really crickety old shitty staircase uh, is the mm-hmm. next chat, <laughs> separated just for dramatic effect. Um, but no, I I couldn't agree more. I mean, look at look at Panarin. Panarin's basically like can't go back to Russia mm-hmm. because he was. And you know what? And you know what? Good for him. Like sure. I'm not I'm not gonna sit here. And say that, you know, oh, Ovechkin is right. Like, I mean, I, you and I were talking about before the mics went hot. Like, I, I think even the people that aren't even necessarily pro-Ukraine are not necessarily pro-Russia. Um, everybody is kind of taking a side on that. So, I mean, I don't I don't like hearing that Ovechkin is pro-Putin. But you're, you're absolutely right. Like, I don't know the circumstances. And he probably is worried about his family back home. Like, if he says one bad thing about them... Um, they are some grief might befall to them or shit. They're being sent to the front lines of Ukraine who, you know, so I'm, I, I'm not, I'm it's, it's one of those situations where it, when we say it out loud, it kind of sounds like a, you know, it, we're, we're trying to make excuses for the guy, but this is, I mean, that's very much in the realm of possibility. Who, who's, who is, who is a bigger figurehead in Russia or from Russia than Alex Ovechkin? Who, like who, who can you name? That you would say he has more clout and more sway towards the general public of any area, right? Like doesn't necessarily mean Russia. It means, you know, is from or lived or is, like is living in Russia. Like currently alive? Yeah, dude. 
currently alive, probably nobody. Right. Like, he holds, so, like, he's on social media. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he literally. Like, I'm trying to think right now. Like, there's there's no, like, Russian actors that come to mind. Right. Uh, let me i mean just a quick, could google, do a quick search. google search but what you know Russian while you're doing that let me so all i'm actors. saying is like you know getting into the head of the dirty commie that is putin yes right who who could potentially fuck up his absolute master plan than a guy like alex ovechkin who honestly is probably more popular even in russia than than putin right like come on you know, so most likely, you know, yeah. Most so, likely. I mean, in that regard, yeah, he's got fucking he's got red dots on every single one of Alkovechkin's fucking family members, guaranteed, dude. Like, right. You know what I and mean? the, all, all the more reason to, again, going after going saying like for uh, Panarin, like kudos for him for speaking out like good for him. Yeah. But no, I, I mean, I completely understand why ovechkin would probably tread lightly or just avoid politics altogether. Yeah, 100%. Um, and maybe that's I think his. Idea. I think his official stance on this, like he tried to waffle, but even even when he did try to waffle, like it was kind of like a, like I'm not a shitty human being. I just don't want my family to be, be killed, kind of thing. Uh, I think he said like I'm anti-war, you know, like I want. He gave like a Miss America answer, like I wish peace for everybody <laughs> and clean drinking water. Yeah. Good for him. He is. He he really is like a UN guy. Um, yeah. I mean, so you're you're very quiet from your Google search, which tells me there's not a lot of big figureheads in, from from or in Russia that are bigger than Alex Ovechkin, which I think should tell. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he t- he took a he took a very waffle uh, vanilla. It says quote, please no more war. It doesn't matter who is in the war, Russia, Ukraine, different countries. I think we live in a world like we have to live in peace and a great world. So very much borrowed from Miss America speech. Yeah. You know, he might he might as well have said, like, I hope no children starve tonight. <laughs> you know, like I like hope very, the sun doesn't very, explode tomorrow. Yeah. Bra- and he said this back in February. And I'm sure that he's not in any he's not in any rush to say anything about, you know, add to that yeah well and so that i mean to me just hearing the quote that adds to he has 802 goals he are are, i mean i don't even know if it's an argument at this point he's the best goal scorer of all time uh, right now right currently currently i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if mcdavid catches him when, when when Ovechkin when Ovechkin finally hangs him up, I wouldn't be surprised if McDavid gives him a run for his money. Didn't McDavid hit thirty goals? I think he's. I, he I think he's. I think he's close. I think he's like. He's he's right in there somewhere, which is just fucking stupid, dude. Yeah, he's he. I mean, Ovechkin. Even if Ovechkin gets it, I, I would not be shocked, even in the least bit, that he's overtaken. You know, in five to ten years by mcdavid mcdavid has 30 goals in 35 games played it's pretty good are you fucking kidding me that's a cheat code that's stupid he's pretty good um okay so looking at here's the top 50 gretzky ovechkin how you know i'm looking at this list so active players right now include Sidney crosby he's crosby's at 34 um 34th overall um steven stamkos is at 48 overall 
Um, I mean, the fact the fact that like Connor McDavid might even be in the, this, if he's <laughs> even in this, 50, disc- yeah. yeah um, oh, Corey Perry's at ninety six. Good for him, dude. Patrice Bergeron, Patrick Kane, Joe Pavelski in the seventies. Evgeny Malkin is fifty nine. Yeah, so I mean, this is this is impressive. The Saint Corey um, Perry, Saint Perry. Yeah, he's never done anything wrong in his life. Oh, he's a good, dude. Phil Kessel, 104. Good for a cheeseburger, dude. That's money. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. good. So, I mean, yeah, no, it doesn't take away from his goal scoring. That's the that's the underlying. No, I think that that doesn't, I, it, that doesn't you know, he's, if if now, if, you know, if his family was completely safe, it, it might not make me like him as a person, but you know what? I think we've talked a bit nauseam on this podcast about how, um, you shouldn't you shouldn't make athletes your heroes for other than anything other than what they do on the on on the rink or on the field because uh, I don't know if you've ever met an athlete like in your like if you ever if you ever played high school sports or college sports or just were you know friends with athletes like they're not like they spend their lives perfecting one thing. You know I was on you know so. you know I was on the news right? Were you? Local news, yeah. Uh, about the the incident uh yeah just it, it was a, a really good high school hockey game uh, i think i had like one goal and they decided that i needed to be on the fucking evening news and wow yeah i i for sure have a ton of little kids looking up to me now like hopefully those kids are grown um and doing really good things in the world but um yeah so shout out to them that that's Shout, shout out to them indeed um nhl totals goals he currently has nhl totals connor connor mcdavid is currently sitting at 269 goals that would put him looking at this list here that puts him in uh i mean at least the top 500 yeah but I mean, I think at the same time, though, with his with his like prolific as a, a point getter that Connor McDavid is, he's not necessarily mm-hmm. known to be a goal scorer. He's more of a passer, and that's why he that's why he sees the balloons up to a hundred you know hundred plus points. But oh, he'll probably go for the point. That's I don't I don't think there's even more of an argument for that. yeah. But I mean, this is so like this is the first year. I mean, fucking Christ, man, he's almost at a point per game or a goal per game, right? Okay. So wow, Connor McDavid has 269 goals, nice. Nice. And is sitting 269th in the league. Nice. Fucking sexy. That is that is you just can't make this shit. stuff up. Yeah, but but he's 20 he's 25 and he's already in the top 300. Like he's going to be, I mean, looking at like he's got fuck Jordan Eberle's ahead of him by one goal at the moment. <laughs> Good for Ebs. And and he's got seven years on Jordan. Jordan Everly was born in 1990. So you got okay. So figure figure that Connor McDavid plays ten more years, right? He's already played so, three, six, eight years. So give him two more. He's played eight. He's played eight years. Yeah, 2015, 16 is the first season. That that's that's not possible. Yeah. Really. Well, I mean, he you know, 18 year old, right? Um. Sure. I mean, what you think he you think he triples that? So two sixty nine times three. 
I think if there's anybody that could do it, it's him. Yeah. So then he's sitting he's sitting up right around at eight hundred. Right? So seventy times three is two ten. So maybe maybe he's more shooing for the points. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know fuck. I mean if he does if he does five years like he's doing right now, fuck man, you never know. I mean Ovi's Ovi was like a perennial fifty goal scorer though, that's the thing. Like goals That's fair. You know, McDavid that's McDavid flirts with McDavid flirt, but but the points though, like McDavid was never an assist guy, or uh, Connor Ovi was never an assist Ovi guy. Ovi was the trigger man for sure. Yeah. Is. So like we're looking at like, we, if McDavid's putting up anywhere from thirty to forty goals a year, over plus all the assists that he's got, like fuck man, forty four goals and seventy nine assists, mm-hmm. that's unreal. That's crazy. um, yeah, it's really good. So I mean, okay, so maybe for points, maybe maybe I backtrack a little bit on the goals, but. Fuck man, he's still really good, yeah. and and I would and I'd be willing to bet that McDavid is pure goal scorer. Yeah, I'll give it to Ovi, but best overall player, like McDavid, is better than him. Yeah, yeah, McDavid, Ovi is a very one-dimensional player. And if you think about it this way, we really only talk about players hitting their prime around twenty-five, twenty-six, and forwards going for the next, you know five to ten years so we could we could just be running into the prime of Connor mcdavid which is fucking scary that is fr- like the fact that you could say that he could get better is unreal. That's stupid it's not fair <sighs> it's not fair it's unreal it's unreal okay um i think that's about it anything else you want to talk about i just gotta pee all right you go you go pee we're gonna we're gonna sign off for this episode uh thanks for listening everybody we really appreciate it uh, subscribe to us on whatever podcatcher that you listen in on, or we're on a whole bunch of them. Uh, please tell a friend about us. Let them take their, steal their phone from them without their knowledge. Download all of the music and podcast apps that you can think of, and then subscribe to the Dusty Bender podcast on all. Everyone's homework for the week is to tell one person about Jesus and three people about the Dusty Bender hockey podcast. Yes. Right. And if and if you don't know that many people, like I said, just just skip the Jesus. Yeah, just skip the Jesus part and just tell people yeah. about Dusty Bender. <laughs> Dusty Bender podcast, the toxic, the most toxic hockey podcast on the air. Better than Jesus. We want. <laughs> I think we just got two birds with one stone. I think I just got one. straight down with the next fucking <laughs> lightning. You know what? We are. If we were, if Jesus had a favorite hockey podcast, Jesus is <laughs> Dusty Bender. Jesus's favorite hockey podcast. That's I, I think that's official right there. That's <laughs> I'm gonna go get a priest to say <laughs> that now. Water sprayed on me, I think, with Santa's hose. Yeah. Something. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I came around full circle. Yeah, it did. It did. We, all we got to do is throw in uh, it, we, with Santa's fire hose. With uh, but but Santa is actually just John Tortorella. <laughs> Skate faster, boys! Oh, God, got to get that overtime point. Remember when I said today that we didn't have enough content? Yeah, I did. I did, and and I told. And remember when I said that we could we could talk about anything? You're a fucking liar out of me, dude! I didn't realize you were gonna bring yeah, up Jesus and Santa's fire hose <laughs> and John Tortorella being a, a, a hockey driver. Southern plantation <laughs> owner. Plantation owner. <laughs> oh God! All right, let's get out of here. I gotta pee. All right, all right, we're out of here. See everybody.